Arizona Sports, Wolf and Luke. This is Behind Enemy Lines. Gathering intel on this week's Cardinals opponent from inside enemy base camp. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Your retirement is on the clock. Execute your game plan today by visiting canvasannuity.com. Well, it feels like we had like a day to talk about that uh, Cardinals loss to the Seahawks. And you know what, Wolf, honestly, that's about all I needed on that one. Because we have the quick turnaround taking on the Saints tomorrow, the Cardinals are. And we haven't even really got to talk about New Orleans all that much. So joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is the senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com, John DeShazier. John, thank you for the time. How's it going? It's going, uh, well, I'd say very well if this thing's record was a little bit better, but it's going pretty well. Well, I guess let's let's start there. We've been talking pretty much every matchup this season the Cardinals have had. When we look at the injury report, they're the very injured team, and the other team has like two or three guys that are just taking like a veteran's day off. Not this week. You guys are just as beat up, if not more so, than the Cardinals. Who's Who's even playing quarterback tomorrow? Do we know? Uh, well, more likely it's going to be Andy Dalton. Uh, that'll be four straight stars for him. Uh, he's been pretty good, actually. Uh, not not great, great numbers, but but the main thing the Saints have won from the quarterback is you know don't turn it over, give you a chance, you know, give your team a chance to win it uh, and to be in the game. And he's you know the, the offensive turnovers have plummeted with him at at you know at, at quarterback. And you know what the Saints have been doing the last couple of weeks is they kind of leaned into the run game and and they control the clock and those kinds of things. And so, you know, it seems to be a pretty good recipe for them with, with Andy Dalton, at quarterback. So, John, when Jameis Winston comes back, um, is there going to be a quarterback controversy? Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't think it is. I mean, but I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, he's just not been healthy enough to play these weeks, and so it's allowed Dalton to get out there. And the offenses look really good at times, even in the past game. Like I, like I said, not great numbers, but but look pretty good in the past game. But you know, we'll find out exactly what the plan is when Jameis Winston is healthy enough to go. Um, when you talk about you know four fractured vertebrae and then an ankle injury on top of it, um, you know the ankle injury prevents him from really protecting himself when he wants to wants to run out of the pocket and scramble because he's you know the mobility in there and if you're talking about four fractured vertebrae in the back uh, that's got to hurt everything you do uh, in life mm-hmm. and so you know taking tackles on a football field certainly can't feel <laughs> good but you know I would imagine they hope that those have healed up to the point where you know this will be a discussion next weekend we're talking to John DeShazier, the senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com. Uh, John, sticking with the injury theme, if you look at the Saints receivers, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, questionable, Chris Alave, hurt, where are they expected to turn at that position? Well, it looks like Alave is going to be back. Uh, he was in concussion protocol. He cleared everything. He wasn't even on the injury report earlier this week. So looks like he'll be back, and, and that's huge because he leaves the receiving core, 25 catches, 300 and, uh, um, 398 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. So it'll be huge to get him back. But still, if you don't have Michael Thomas, that is significant. If you don't have Jarvis Landry, that's significant. And so you know, even if you – even if Alave is back, do you lean into the passing game if you're the Saints and try to you know get your yards that way? And I just don't know if if they feel comfortable with that with the receiving core that they have, and especially you know you're on a short week, you're going on the road. You know if you can if if you can run it successfully and if you can control the clock that way, you probably do it. But at least this week, uh, having Chris Alave back with that receiving core gives you a guy who plays like a number one receiver, who plays really, really well, even though he's a rookie. And so 
you get that threat back. Andy Dalton has needed it because you know there's only so many things you can do with the receivers that he had last week. And look, those guys are gamers. They played the majority of last season, that being Traquan Smith and Marquez Callaway. Uh, but you need Chris Olave. You need that kind of threat that he poses. Uh, he is a really good deep receiver. He's a good guy in the intermediate game. And he has commanded the kind of respect that generally is reserved for veteran receivers already as a rookie because guys back off him. Uh, they don't want to get up on top of him and have him run past them and so you know that gives you some easy looks and there weren't a lot of easy looks last week you know deandre hopkins of course uh looks like he's going to be coming back and playing tomorrow night and that makes me think immediately of marshawn latimer and his health right now what can you tell us about that dennis yeah, he, he looks John, like he's not going to be going. Uh, that sorry, abdomen buddy. injury that he suffered against Seattle late in the game uh, has really been significant. So if, if he can't go, uh, you know, it'll be Bradley Roby and, and Paulson Adebo starting at corners again. And look, it, even if DeAndre Hopkins, look, he's going to have fresh legs. And I know everybody's saying, yeah, he's missed six games. He knows the offense. Yeah, That's a different offense when he's on the field. <laughs> and, you know, he's just one of those dudes who is – you know, he's a bad mofo. I mean, you put him on the field, and he's a difference maker. And all of a sudden, an offense that might be struggling because of the attention he commands and because of what he does when the ball gets in his hands, my goodness, he can make a world of difference. So, you know, I know the Saints and myself personally wish his, wish his suspension to last another week because, man, he, you know, him coming yeah. back is at the absolute worst time for the Saints with no Marshawn Lattimore. Well, we're talking to John DeShazier. Uh, John, it is probably about six weeks too late right now, it feels like, for the Cardinals. So uh, <laughs> people here are flipping out, and you can understand why if you've watched these first six games, three, four, maybe even five of them haven't looked very good. What's the perception of the Cardinals from from a different from an outside view of, of going up against this team? Do you see a two and four team that's dangerous? Do you see a two and four team that is an absolute mess right now? Well, you see a two and four team that's dangerous because you know this is the NFL man, and, and all these dudes are pros, and all these good dudes have pride, and you know it takes one week for them to flip the switch and score thirty five or forty two on you, and so you know you look at the Cardinals and you say you know yeah, they hadn't looked all that smooth and hadn't been all that good. Kyler Murray is the kind of quarterback who doesn't just give everybody problems, but he can give the Saints really big problems because he's mobile. He gets out of the pocket. He gets loose. You know, if he's in the zone read game, then that hurts. I mean, he is just an issue to deal with from his ability to keep plays alive, and that allows receivers a little bit more time to get open. You, know, you hate to see him running around in the open field because, you know, you know he can take it to the house. I mean, and the Saints have had trouble with mobile quarterbacks this season. I mean, you know, going back to week one, Marcus Mariota, going to uh, Geno Smith with Seattle, uh, Joe Burrow got loose against him a few times. And these guys are not the runners that Kyler Murray is. Uh, I don't know if they're necessarily the quarterback that Kyler Murray is. And so you put him on the field and you give him DeAndre Hawkins back and that changes the dynamic tremendously. So you look at that two and five, two and four, if you're the Saints, and it's just not the kind of two and four that you'd like to see. I know they've struggled, but when you put those two guys on the field together, all of a sudden it can flip and be a totally different situation for them. So that's a very, very dangerous two and four Cardinals team that the Saints will be seeing.
So, John, I wanted to ask you a question about Dennis Allen, of course, and that's why I called you Dennis. <laughs> My apology, Johnny. But talk to me about Dennis Allen and the job he's doing. You know, he, he's he's remained calm, which is good. You know, you want your leader to remain calm. Uh, Saints are two and four, not not where they want to be, of course. And then you look at it, and they've had you know three losses in one score games, and and they've had you know, a truckload of injuries, and, and you hate to – this is the NFL. Nobody gives a rat's behind if you got people hurt. <laughs> it just is what it is. That's the business. Guys get hurt. Um, but if you look at the Saints and you say, you know, those three losses, if they're just a little bit cleaner in this area, if they tackle better against Cincinnati, they win that game. If they play a little bit better – uh, defensively against Minnesota down the stretch, they can win that game. You know, if they can score anything against against uh, Tampa Bay, they win that game. And so you look at it and you say, you know, it's it, it doesn't feel that far away. And then the division leaders are three and three, so they're one game behind. But you know, it gets late early in the NFL. I mean, you got to start winning. You can't just say, well, we're close, we're close, we're close. You know, you got to start winning. I think he's done a really good job of staying even keeled. Now, hopefully that will pay off for him, uh, that attitude with his team, not panicking, not not beginning to point fingers. And hopefully it'll pay off you know, at some point with some of these guys getting back. I think Michael Thomas is pretty close to getting back. I think Jarvis Landry is pretty close to getting back. Marshawn Lattimore, we don't necessarily know with him how significant that injury is. But if you can get those two receivers back, the offense changes immediately for whoever is the quarterback. So, you you know, you, you need a little bit of a return to health, but as much as anything, you need a leader who's even keeled about and who's not panicking himself, and therefore his team won't panic. Okay, Johnny, this is critical right here. Best Cajun in New Orleans. Best Cajun. Where do I go? Best Cajun food? Yeah. Who? Um, <laughs> Toughest question. I to like, and I'm, my wife's going to kill me now because I can't remember the name of the place. <laughs> <laughs> and she always wants to go there. <laughs> um, God, what is the name of that place? That's all right, buddy. Oh, you, I can picture it in my mind, and I like it myself. And now I can't think of the name. And I'm so embarrassed about that. I, I should have anticipated this question. Buddy, that's okay, because... man. I, it's my favorite food on the face of the planet. Thank you. We really appreciate it, John. Thanks, John. Yeah, thanks for everything but the food, huh? Yeah, right. I appreciate you guys having me. Thank right, you. Buddy. Thank you.